just last year, I found out what anxiety really is. And for those people who go through that, I, I can't imagine how certain people find the help, especially because looking for help is so stigmatized. Hey, family, I'm Leon Guidry. Welcome to the Brother Be Well podcast. Our conversations focus on mental health and wellness. Our intent is to provide a safe space for boys and men of color to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. Listen up, y'all. Hello there. My name is Michael P. Coleman. I'm content director with Brother Be Well. Excited to bring you this video in partnership with our colleagues at the Hawk Institute. They're engaged in mentoring men of color. Brother Be Well is all about supporting the mental and behavioral health of boys and men of color. So it's a fantastic partnership. And today, this is part of a, a youth support group where we're going to be talking about youth stress. I think a lot of times, um, adults, we, we think we've got that down pat, right? And it might be hard to remember a time when we really couldn't envision what those stressors were. They're coming at us for the very first time. Not that hard for me. I think we're living in a world where we're getting things that are hitting us for the very first time. But we decided to bring together a kind of cross-generational group of clinicians with Brother Be Well, uh, mentors with the Hawk Institute, uh, peer support, uh, peer support leaders rather uh, that are youth uh, themselves, and we're just going to talk about, take a look at a couple of videos, and talk about stress in general and ways in which we can manage stress. I'd like to bring in one of our um, clinical advisors, uh, Patrick Ma, is is one of our tried and true clinical advisor. Patrick, talk a little bit about, from your perspective, stress and, and why it's important that we get a handle of it and get a hold of it and learn how to manage it. Hi there. My name is Patrick Ma and I'm a hey. clinical advisor with Brother Be Well. Um, so stress uh, has many as, uh, important aspects that will impact your body. So it's not only emotional, which is what most people think. When you are stressed, there is a hormone release in your body called cortisol. This um, hormone is treated in your body the same um, as if you were in a fight or flight response. Um, and then in addition to that, you get epinephrine and norepinephrine and all these hormones rushing into your body to combat whatever crisis that you may be in. That is the stage, the physiological stage um, the body is in. So when you are stressed out, um, it's not just an expression where, you know, you have so many things going on and you just feel overwhelmed. Your body also have a reaction to that stress that you're experiencing. So with that said, you know, it can have both the physical and a mental impact on your body. Um, and chronic prolonged stress can have um, impact on your body the same way um, that, you know, other physical illness can, such as um, blood, uh, high blood pressures or diabetes. Um, so there actually have been several studies being done about stress and the physiologic response that the body um, enacts in order to combat stress. Um, and long story short, you know, when you are stressed out, um, your body reacts to it and, you know, it can cause damage in the long term. Unfortunately, for many of us brothers and you know sisters of um, colors, chronic prolonged stress is unavoidable due to our socioeconomic status, our sexual orientations, or because of the mental health condition that we are dealing with. So I'm excited to be here and let's discuss stress. 
Um, I appreciate your perspective, Patrick. Always like working with you. I want to pull Richard Toledo in. He and I were just in a podcast production where we were talking about some very specific community stressors. Richard, what's your take on stress? Why is it important to somebody from your generation really focuses in? Patrick's kind of suggesting to you why it might be important, but I want to hear from your perspective. Why, why do you think we really need to be paying attention to this? And why is it so critical in today's world? Well, um, from what I heard, uh, if you stress your whole life, it's easier for you to get wrinkles as you get older. <laughs> and, you know, so, um, you know, as a, as a youth, um, you know, it's important to stay uh, mentally stable, mentally healthy, just because um, the way you learn to to think, the way you learn um, over time how to cope with with stress is going to um, help you in the long run. So if youth learn how to cope with their stress now, it might it will be easier for them to cope with stress later, especially when responsibilities hit, you know, uh, jobs, bills, all those good adult things. Um, whereas if, uh, you know, if, if a kid doesn't get those basic skills on how to reduce that stress, then um, in order to change those things as you get older becomes a little difficult. It's never impossible, but it just becomes a little more difficult. Um, and so I think it's very, very important now to get those skills. That's, that's, it's very important. I don't want to make light of anything you just said, Richard, but I have to say you had me with, you can avoid wrinkles. So let's just acknowledge. <laughs> I, think I knew you'd laugh at that. For some of us, you know what? We, we don't want high blood pressure. We don't want that. But even the cosmetic, we can improve our overall appearance. I guess that's a better way of putting it. If we pay attention to stress, I didn't always realize that the impact of, of very directly to stress and our physical appearance and well-being. I wish we had one of our medical providers in to talk about that. Before we take a look at one or two videos that I'd like to share, I want to ask, and I should have done it right at the top, Andre Warren is the man over at the Hogg Institute, one of the men over there that's providing this incredibly incredible mentoring resource. Andre, talk a little bit just about the work that you do and the stress that the young people that you're serving are, are dealing with. I, I don't, I'm, I'm unfortunate I don't have that very direct um, daily interaction with young people like I'd like to have. So talk about your work and the stresses that they're under and, and why it's important that we do this particular production. Hello, group, and thank you, Michael. Um, my name is Andre Warren. I'm with the Hawk Institute. Um, we work with a lot of youth who are um, in our community. I'm in the same community that I grew up in, which is Oak Park. And the one thing that kind of caught my attention as this conversation was going, and also a conversation we had earlier uh, with a group of young men is knowing what stress is at a young age. Because once again, when I was young, I didn't know what stress was. So if you don't know what something is, it's kind of hard to treat or kind of hard to ask for help. Mm. So when I was young, I, I think I would equate stress to worry. I had a lot of worries when I was young, but I didn't know that it was called stress. So, yes, I worried um, about a lot of things, you know, growing up in inner city, growing up uh, low income, uh, you know, school stress, uh, daily life stress. So the one thing that, um, like I said, caught my attention is letting the youth know what stress is, what worry is. Yes, worry is a part of stress and stress is part of worry, but just to inform them so they'll know that they're going through something that they can't treat. 
because once again, if you don't know what you're going through, it's kind of hard to ask for help, and it's kind of ask kind of hard to ask, uh, you know, for for what kind of uh, treatment you can get. I really appreciate that, Andre. Excellent, excellent point there. I want to take a little, if, if we will, let's take a pause and, and D'Angelo and Malik, I'm going to pull you in in a second, but let's take a look at one of two videos. These are productions of Brother B. Wells. The first is a stress relief video by um, a member of the Capital City Black Nurses Association. Cherie Kreiner is the vice president of that organization, and she's a registered nurse here in the Sacramento area. She did a phenomenal, we call them selfie videos, and this particular topic is stress relief. So we thought it'd be particularly relevant to what we're talking about. So let's take a look at that video and then we'll come right back and, and get at it. Hello, my name is Sheree and I'm a nurse and I'm here to take the stress out of stress relief. Um, you don't have to make any grand gestures when you're feeling stressed. Your body gives you all the information you need to know. Our bodies are built to self-regulate. When you feel your shoulders being tight, a headache, pain in the back of the neck, pain anywhere in the body, your legs are feeling restless, your body's telling you that something needs to change in that moment to regulate. So when you're feeling stress coming on and it's building up in your body, you can do something as simple as taking a deep breath just grounding yourself in a chair. Taking that nice breath in, lowering those shoulders, decreasing your heart rate, your heart rate, being in the moment and feeling that stress just ooze out of your body in that moment. Um, if your legs are restless or you're feeling the need to get up and move, listen to that. Go for a walk, go for a run, go for a jog. Um, if you are feeling pent up energy and that needs to get out, do another physical activity, kickboxing, boxing, play a game of basketball, soccer, volleyball, whatever you're interested in. You have all the tools you need right here in your own person to decrease stress in the moment and long term. I strongly suggest you take the stress out of stress relief and pick something that makes sense for you, that's easy and that you can do on your own and it doesn't require any equipment. So please continue to take care of yourselves and reduce your stress, even if you spend a moment out of your day, out of each day, that is helpful to overall contribute to your mental health and well-being. You can see for yourself why Sheree Kreiner is one of my favorite people in the world. She's so centered and so has such a beautiful spirit and knows how to convey that. She's given us a few tips about stress relief. And so that kind of leads us right into our first question. I think I want to just open this up and we'll just do a little round robin and everybody can check in. I'm curious about what your number one stressor is for the panel. So what's the thing, if you can identify the number one thing it brings you stress or, or causes you to have stress in your life. And maybe we'll start out with you, uh, D'Angelo. Why don't you introduce yourself and we'll talk about your number one stressor. Uh, hey, how you guys doing? Thank you for having me. My name is D'Angelo Smith. I am a uh, BI developer. I moved out in Sacramento about six, seven years ago from uh, Ellenwood, Georgia, uh, Atlanta stand up, you know. But um, my number one stressor, I would say, would have to be... Uh, failure. Um, you know, even though I think I, I roll with the punches and 
you know, I've, I've been able to pivot anytime I've, I've been given any type of obstacle, you know, just the thought of failing whatever I am attempting at the moment and not fulfilling, especially if somebody is depending on me, um, which I find a lot in my job because, you know, uh, we code different parts and pieces and we hand it off down the chain. So when I think that I am the, uh, the bottleneck for that, I am the reason, you know, it kind of falls squarely on me and that puts an extreme amount of stress on me. Something yeah. I, would, I would not have named. Appreciate it, D'Angelo. Um, Devontae Springer, let's go to you. You've been involved in some Brother Be Well youth chats in the past. I haven't had a chance to work directly with you, so welcome to this conversation. I got a feeling that each one of us might come up with a very different top stressor, so that's why I wanted to do this. Devontae, what's your number one stressor if you had to identify that today? Yeah, so I would say, um, for those who don't know me, my name is Devontae Springer, the CEO and founder of Community Health Activism, um, Sacramento native. Um, and I would say my number one stressor would be, uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say uh, growing old, I guess. <laughs> Growing old, <laughs> you're ready for it. Uh, I'm I'm ready for it, but I think I have a different answer because I have kids. So, uh, yeah, growing. I want to I want to be able to grow old and see them be able to grow older. Uh, that's an interesting one. I don't want to sidetrack because I've got kids as well. I want to ask, how old are your kids? Uh, my daughter is four, and my son is five. I can I can relate to those stresses and and. When I was about your age, I would imagine that was my top one, too. I, I feared that I wouldn't live to see them. There was so much going on in the world, and this is pre-COVID-19. There was so much going on. My big fear was, well, I live to see them grow up. So that was a big stressor. I appreciate you being honest enough to share that. Malik Sampson, I got to pull you into this. In addition to your top stressor, I want to introduce Malik. He's a, another clinician of Brother B. Wells. He's an associate marriage and family therapist. Uh, with a great organization called hearyou.org. We couldn't do, just as we at Brother Be Well partnered with the Hawk Institute and the Capital City Black Nurses Association, we couldn't do what we do without the help of hearyou.org as well. Malik, hey, how you doing? Talk about your top stressor and then talk from a clinician's point of view a little bit about how, you know, it's okay. I think, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I would think it's absolutely okay for each of us to have a very different stressor. We're all different people. And I like the way we've been honest enough so far to just put it out there. This is what stresses me out. I think there's power in that. But if I'm if I'm right, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, again, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's been a while since I've been able to do these uh, webinars. So super happy to uh, be here. And yeah, I just want to first I want to touch on the idea that stressors change over time. And it, it does vary by our ages and our situation and what's going on. So if you would have asked me when I was in undergrad, my what was my top stressor? that would have been just how I was in five different organizations and I'm trying to stay on top of all of them. That was the biggest stress I had at the time. If you jump to grad school, I could tell you that school in itself, just staying focused, living in a city like LA, trying to get a master's degree. That was so, that was a top stressor for me. But now, but then as soon as I graduated, I'm like, the biggest top stressor is like finances because now I have no longer, I'm no longer in school, I'm no longer a student, I'm no longer... Um, I don't have that like crutch and that support that school gives you. So being an adult in that real world perspective and like, of course, I've been an adult for years, but I've been in school for most of my life. So that top stressor for me was 
okay, now you have to actually live. You have to actually pay bills. You don't have scholarships to help you out here in this sense. So that was a, I think generationally, like that was the, that's the stage that I was in just last year of, okay, I've graduated. Now what do you do? So in that idea of, the thing is that these, when stresses are new, that makes it a lot of times a lot harder to deal with. You don't have that experience of, okay, well, this has happened before, so I just figure I can pull back to what I've done before to get me through it. You can try doing that and like seeing what relates to past stressors, but when that stressor is brand new, it's a very overwhelming feeling. So I think that's been like a, a long going stressor of post-graduation, you gotta get out there, you gotta get a job, you have to actually provide for yourself in full and like you're expected to do so. So that was kind of a huge stressor for me. And I'm fortunate enough to where I'm working consistently. So I'm not having that as a new stressor now. But the idea that the idea of finances in general, I think is kind of a current stressor for me too, because I'm like, now that I'm here, I have to stay on top of it. So that idea that it's okay for you to have these stressors and they're gonna be there, but that just because the stress is there doesn't mean that you can't deal with it and be on top of it and vice versa just because you're on top of it doesn't mean that it's not stressing as well beautifully put and i have a feeling that uh it it almost sounds like so much of what you just said reminds me of of some work i've seen and some talking i've heard from patrick ma who's with us right now patrick do you want to jump on that i got a feeling you've got something to add to that i know you're going to be doing some financial literacy stuff for the brother be well audience michael you read my mind um, yeah, I, I just, you know, Malik, I feel you, you know, we're now like hashtag adult. We actually have to pay bills. Um, and you know, finances, I do have to say is a biggest stressor in my life right now. Um, partly because I recently became a homeowner. Um, in addition to starting a new job where, you know, I have to figure out if this would be a long-term solution for my career. Um, but I think it has a lot to do with my upbringing. And I know that many of our brothers at home can actually relate, you know, especially when you're a man of color, um, growing up with economic hardship is not uncommon. It's actually the norm for many of us. And it's a sad fact, um, but it is a fact. Um, And growing up poor, always thinking about where your next meal would come from or how would you you know, pay for school. In Vietnam, I have to pay for grade school. You know, we don't have the no child left behind policy that we have here in the U.S. So parents have to pay for their kids to go from kindergarten all the way to college. So it just layers and layers of financial stress. And now, even as a PA, I'm making very good money for myself and definitely can support myself in all my financial needs. I think that just habitually I would train to worry about finances because of my upbringing and the way that, you know, my grandma taught me to worry about the future and rainy day. She always say, save, 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 never spend money on anything else. Um, And I know that many of our brothers can relate to that fact. And the fact that, you know, um, being in a low socioeconomic status or grow up in a low socioeconomic status can really impact the way you think and the way you plan out your future. Absolutely. Appreciate you sharing that, Patrick. And congratulations, by the way. I know you said finances are your top stressor, but congratulations on the new house. That's a huge thing. So congratulations on that. I want to check in with Richard Toledo. Richard, what's your top stressor? If you had to identify one just today, what's your number one stressor? 
Uh, my number one stressor is the unknown. Um, every time it's the, uh, the thing that kills me is the what ifs. And that goes from, well, when I was back in college, it's like, what if I don't graduate? Or what if um, I don't make it in life? Whatever that means, right? Um, mm. What if I don't, you know, become successful? Or again, everybody has their own definition of success. So, um, you know, and for some people, it hits harder than others. Um, just last year, I, you know, I found some information, personal information, um, that it, it got me through some depressing times and um, anxiety to a point where I didn't know how strong anxiety could get. I thought that anxiety was... Um, as simple as getting those butterflies right before you have to do a, a presentation in front of everyone or, you know, that normal anxiety or th- those nerves. But um, just last year, I found out what anxiety really is. And for those people who go through that um, on a daily basis because of those chemical imbalances, other than situations like mine where it was actually a focused um um, a situational thing that caused my anxiety to happen. Um, I, I just, I, I can't imagine how certain people go through that and to find the help, especially because looking for help is so stigmatized. Um, I, I wouldn't know how, how they go about their life, but yeah, it, it's the, what ifs, the, the, the unknown that, that it, it, it's, it's at the top of my list that, that causes that stress. I'm with you with that, Richard, the unknown, even after all these years, I I have to catch myself worrying about something that may never show up, right? When you're worried about the unknown, you you often will spend a lot of time and energy fixating on something that never really comes to pass. So I've learned some techniques on how not to do that. We've got a mental health clinician. Malik, you want to chime in on that? Can you give us a tip or two? Because I would imagine a lot of us, Devante, you said uh, I, I don't know that it was. Uh, the, yeah, Devante, you, you, you've got children. So part, part of that's the unknown. What's going to happen with my kids? Can you give us a tip or two on how to cut that one off at the pass and not not spend so much time being worried about what's down the road? Uh, yeah, definitely. So one thing about the unknown is that one thing about that is like the thing is things that are inevitable are the things that we have to focus on trying not to focus on. We like, and that's, there's several different examples of things that are going to be that way. And that's just how they are. But when you think about the unknown, it's the idea that you cannot control the future, but what you can do, you can control. Like, for instance, when we think about your children, you want to make sure your kids make the right decisions. You want to make sure that they go and have the best life. Do you know that they're going to do that? No, and there's no way that you can. So this idea is that this idea that we're ever going to actually know these things that we can't know, we have to put that to the side and understand and not accept. So this idea of like accepting, surrender, and embracing. So like accepting that, accepting the fact that this is something that I'm not going to be able to know, and I have to allow myself to be okay with not knowing this. But what I can do is take the steps in order for these things to go the way that I want them to. And if it doesn't work out that way, it's not my fault that it didn't because, you know, you've done the things that you wanted to do in order for things to work out a certain way. So just accepting that, surrendering it and then embracing yourself to it. Really love that. Accepting, surrender and embrace. I was repeating that. So when we're done, I'll still have that in my brain somewhere. Accepting, surrendering and embracing. I love that. 
This has been the Brother Be Well podcast. I'm Leon Guidry. Shout out to our sponsors, Sutter Health and the Sacramento County Division of Behavioral Health Services through the voter-approved Proposition 63 Mental Health Services Act. And don't forget our goals, to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. If you have feedback on today's episode, tweet us at BrotherBeWell or email info at BrotherBeWell.com. Click the subscribe button right now and plan to join us next time. Until then, be well, brothers.